It's one of those sports that always gets attention at Olympic time, artistic swimming or synchronised swimming. And today, the British duo who are heading to Tokyo. Hello, it's Mark Shardler here today with 10 Minutes of Olympic Chat. It's a podcast that's been taking inspiration and hearing stories of Olympians and Paralympians since January and been following their progress during this uncertain 2021. So today, it's Kate Shortman and Izzy Thorpe who've devoted their whole lives to artistic swimming. They're from Bristol, they've had to battle for funding, but produced a brilliant performance in the European Championships last month to make their first Olympic Games. So we talk about the family history in aquatic sport, how they hold their breath for three minutes, and the many different aspects to their training, and starting by how exciting it is to be called an Olympian. Here's Kate Shortman, and is he thought? It's crazy. I literally, every time someone says that, I still can't believe it. I'm just like, no, no, really? Have I made it? But no, I mean, I've put in so much work for this and, and we've been training for so long, especially with the post moments. So I think that it's just extra special now because we've been, we've been building up for it for so long. So it's finally here. And yeah, it's just an amazing feeling. And I still feel like just so excited and yeah, ready to go as well. Very ready to go after the post moments. So yeah. What does it mean to be an Olympian? Oh my goodness. I just can't express in words. It is over 10 years of hard work put into one amazing moment. It is literally a dream come true. We are so excited to be going to Tokyo this summer. Um, And yeah, it really is just, you know, the pinnacle of every sporting uh, athlete's dream. And yeah, we're we're insanely excited to be going there. (laughs) I heard it in the voice there that you put in so much work with the emphasis on that. So detail detail that if you can I mean I've been training obviously like like all athletes been training since I was like seven years old for this and it's everyone's dream when you're younger to go to the Olympic Games and you see all those top girls and you want to or boys obviously and you want to get to that point and I think it's always been in my in like in my head to go to the Olympics and yeah I've had to sacrifice so many things uh like school I've I've had to spread out my education over a certain amount of years I've missed out on so many different things like everyone but um yeah and I put we've put so much work in we train over 40 hours a week and just all the all the hard work and dedication that's gone into it I'm just yeah really excited and hopefully ready talk to me about that moment what was that like the moment that we found out we qualified yeah it was a very emotional moment actually um probably I mean that's probably obvious we were um, we just finished our swim at um, in Barcelona at the super final qualifiers obviously and um, yeah we just we the moment we realized we'd done it we just both looked at each other and we were just jumping up and down for joy Um, I think I cried (laughs) Um, but yeah it was it was very intense because it was a very heavy competition and you know you realize how high the stakes are when you see girls that you've trained alongside for years and that you've seen at different competitions and you you see them make a tiny mistake and they don't make it or they're heartbroken because the last five years of their life training up for this one moment has just slipped away from them in a blink of an eye and it really is such a a strange and euphoric feeling to be one of the ones that have made it um but yeah, also very humbling at the same time to see the people that didn't quite deal with the pressure on the day or didn't quite do their best on the day for them to not make it. Uh, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's quite a heavy emotion to be able to have both of those going on at the same time. Your sport looks so serene yeah. <laughs> and you make it look so easy. Yeah. 
Yeah. So what sort of training goes into making that so easy? Yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> I'm glad it looks easy <laughs> because yeah. that's the aim, obviously, to make it look easy. Um, obviously, a lot of people say, oh, it's easy because we have to make it look easy. It does look easy, but it's it's not easy. We have to put a lot of work in. We do so many different disciplines. We do yoga, um, ballet, gymnastics, speed swimming, um, strength, just like weightlifting, all of that. And that all goes into the three-minute routine that we have to perform. So we have to have all these different um, like strengths, I guess, to be able to do this one thing. So it's not just synchronized swimming. It's all these other things that come into it as well. Yeah, one aspect is that everyone talks about is the breathing. What, what special exercises do you do yeah. to enable you to hold your yeah. breath for so long? So we do apnea training, so it's breath holding, so where we're, we, we do it when we're still as well. But obviously in the routine we're out of breath, so it's much harder to hold your breath, but we also practice when we're still and calm and relaxed, trying to hold our breath for a long time, or breathing out all of our oxygen and holding it without any oxygen and then doing the routine afterwards and um, lots of lengths underwater and and stuff like that to build up but we practice the routine so much and obviously you're underwater for a, a lot of the routine probably like 50% of the routine you're upside down um, so it naturally you can build your breath holding abilities because we practice it so much just within the routine um, so we don't do loads and loads of breath hold work but it is something that we've kind of built built in uh, in recent years. I saw during lockdown some of your upside down training in the back garden, which was very innovative. It must have been challenging not being in the water for so yeah, long. Yeah, yeah, it was really difficult. But I think also for us, it was it was a great time to work on things that we hadn't worked on before because we're we obviously predominantly in the in the pool. Um, so it gave us the opportunity to work a lot on land and I think that we actually benefited from it a lot because we were able to work on our strength of our legs especially which was a weaker area for us and we, we've definitely stepped up in that so I think actually it was a blessing in disguise having that um, different kind of training. And what about the last five years because you must have changed a lot as a person, you've gone through the funding issues, you've tackled Covid, how do you look back at the last five years? I look back at the last five years with, yeah, just a, a lot of different, a lot of mixed emotions, a lot of feelings. I think every athlete that's going through this journey has had a lot of highs and a lot of lows. And um, definitely the pandemic was, again, a mixture of those things. It wasn't all bad. It wasn't all good. But um, just over the course of the five years, there's really not one thing I would change. I mean, the opportunity for us that we've had to train together for an extra year. Um, I think in the past year, I've matured a lot. I've improved a lot at artistic swimming. And um, yeah, I think it's been completely a blessing in disguise for both of us that we're in this position today. Yeah, I mean, it's been hard like most people, but it, like we've managed to get through it without, without loads and loads of support because we're just passionate about it and we want to do well. And I think that um, obviously, we yeah, we've had to sacrifice things and school has been made difficult. Um, but I've had a really supportive school, actually, and they, they were so helpful in the past few years. And I've had a really great support system. So I think that that's the main thing that's really helped me get through these years. Like just my mum my and my dad and all my family and all my coaches and everything. And even Kate, like we, we support each other so much and we get on really, really well. So I think just having each other has been really helped us get through the years. How would you describe your relationship both uh, in the water and out of the water? 
Yeah, so me and Izzy are, are we're sisters. We're, we're just, we're sisters. Um, we're best friends. We have trained and lived together pretty much for the last five years. Um, so we're completely entwined sort of um, intellectually, but also, you know, in the movements that we do, we have to be synchronized. So um, yeah, it, the relationship is, I, I, I haven't really got a relationship like that with anyone else. Obviously my sister, my real sister, um, me and her have an amazing relationship, but me and Izzy spend so much time together that we really are just interlinked. Um, so yeah. When you say live together, do you actually live together? No, so we don't actually live together in Bristol, but when we go away to camps for training, for competitions and everything, um, we do always share a room and, and yeah, train eight hours, ten hours a day together. So it is pretty much living together some of the time. And what about your family history in aquatic sports? I mean, mm. both of you are steeped in aquatic history aren't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah so my mum went to the world championships uh, when she was swimming and she also did a duet with Izzy's mum Karen um, but my uncle Craig Figes was the water polo team GB captain in London 2012. Um, my other uncle Austin Shortman was um, in team GB for speed swimming. Uh, my dad did water polo so yeah loads of people in my family involved in aquatics and um, yeah to go to the Olympics is just the cherry on top of it all and hopefully I can make them proud. <laughs> oh, did you get to London at all to see the Olympics? I didn't get a chance to see it in real life because it was just packed out but my mum did go there as part of the Olympic Ambition Programme um, so we got a flavour of it obviously when we went to pick her up and there was such a buzz around London 2012 there was definitely a big, a big atmosphere so yeah we got to be part of that. You talked about the routine there um, is it like ice skating, for example, that you'd have one routine that you'd, you'd sort of stick to throughout a season and look to build on? Or do you have a special one for the Olympics? Yeah, so we have um, two different routines, a technical routine and a free routine. So for the technical routine, everybody has to perform five different elements within the routine, whereas the free routine is just kind of freestyle, you can do what you want. Um, for us, it takes so so much time, so many hours to perfect one routine that it would be silly to change the routine so close to the Olympics or um, not not train it for very long. So we have had our free routine for two years now, and our technical routine is uh, is the first year we've been swimming it. But yeah, like I said, because obviously we have to synchronise and make sure we're doing exactly the same moves for the whole three minutes. It takes a very, very long time and long um, a lot of hours. That's why we spend so much time in the pool, and it's a very um, like time-consuming sport because we have to make sure everything's exactly the same and it's it's like dancing obviously you have to do exact same but then it makes it 10 times harder because you're in the pool and you've got no floor to stand on or anything you're doing it all without the any support so it makes it much much harder yeah uh, one of the joys of the last few weeks for me looking at the video is the video that team GB put up of, of you two and some f lovely footage I don't know how old you'd have been there when you were just starting your, in, the in the green, yeah, yeah, in the green. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think that was from our first nationals, so that was our first duet together. And um, yeah, we just, we had an absolute um, reputation of being these two, like, overexcitable, loud little girls of so much energy. And um, I think 
we've evolved from that, but we've kept the same core, um, the same core principles. We're still renowned for being having a lot of energy, having a buzz, and um, which I think is a good thing. And yeah, we definitely bring a lot of personality into the sport too, which is which is great. Yeah, you looked so proud that day, and mm. you're both looking so proud again today, Thank and you. quite rightly so after all the work that you've put in. So. Have a great summer. Hope all goes well. Thank you. Thank you so much. And that's Izzy Thorpe and Kate Shortman, who are part of Team GB. They're heading to Tokyo in artistic swimming, formerly known as synchronised swimming. And thanks very much for listening to today's edition of Destination Tokyo. Plenty to go back on. We've had a great week. Uh, we've got over 100 back issues to listen to. They're all about 10 minutes long. There's some fascinating ones in there. Do have a look at the back catalogue and click and have a listen to a few that you might have missed along the way. Thanks very much for listening to Kate Nizzy and, and myself, Mark Shardlow, and see you soon. Bye-bye.